Hi, I'm Jim Clemmer, author, speaker, and workshop retreat leader. Firing on all cylinders, the service quality system for high-powered corporate performance. I wrote the book when I was a senior executive with the Achieve Group, a training and consulting firm that I co-founded. The book is based on extensive research and consulting work with hundreds of major organizations. A series of book excerpts aimed at helping you understand how top service quality performers understand their customers' expectations. The English poet Robert Herrick wrote, Examples lead us, and will likely see, such as the prince is, will his people be. There is no one aspect of the entire service quality improvement process more critical than this one. The signals management sends with its daily behavior will determine whether service quality improvement will be just another program or a true cultural shift. The intensity and effectiveness of an organization's service quality improvement effort can always be traced to management. While developing strong commitment to service quality improvement requires two steps. The first critical one is getting the management team to agree wholeheartedly that service quality improvement is the strategic issue for the organization. The team members then must be prepared to devote substantial resources and personal time for at least three to five years of intensive effort to get the improvement journey just started. Once it is clear that management is prepared to stay the course for the long, tough journey, the second step is to build this commitment within the rest of the organization. In the many executive retreats I have conducted, a common issue and often source of frustration emerges. How do you get people to be more concerned about service quality, innovation, teamwork, partnerships, continuous improvement, or whatever values the executive team has determined it wants to instill? The frustration comes from a sense that managers, supervisors, and frontline performers are not getting the message. They need to be smartened up. Well, values are a contagious affliction that spreads from management. The key question is, are yours worth catching? Customer surveys, cultural climate audits, and work with others throughout the organization reveal that everyone marches to roughly the same beat as management. The values are being followed and lived by the majority of the organization. That is, the values as exemplified by management actions. Too often, Managers don't recognize their own values being reflected back to them. Their intended values are out of step with their lived values. Managers live in an organizational fishbowl. Every word and action is analyzed and studied for its deeper meaning about what's really important. These stories and examples are discussed throughout the organization and become part of the folklore from which organizational members define priorities, meaning, and culture. Comments penciled in on the margins of a memo, a casual aside at a meeting. What's first on meeting agendas? Who's invited? What seems to be uppermost on the manager's mind according to the questions he or she asks? These all become grist for discussion and interpretation of what senior management values most. It's not enough for management team members to be committed to service quality. 
They must be visibly seen to be obsessed with this as their top priority. Since we all know that actions speak much louder than words, managers need to work hard on visibly signaling their commitment so strongly and consistently that there can be no room for doubt about how critical service quality is to the organization's future. I can't overstate this. Managers can only lead the improvement journey from the front. There can be no delegating or merely cheerleading. That means the management team's daily management style and practice becomes a pivotal part of setting the tone, pace, style, and example for the whole improvement effort. Let's look at just three of the many key areas where active and visible leadership and signaling is needed. First of all, teamwork. Far too many management teams are quick to sing the praises of teamwork for the rest of the organization. A growing number of managers are setting their sights on building a team-based organization. However, in over a decade of working with thousands of organizations, I've concluded the way an organization behaves as a whole, its culture, is nothing more than a reflection of the way the management team behaves. We often see the management group is just that, a group of high-powered individualists. They're not a team. Managers take pot shots and snipe at each other or other departments. Management fails to sing off the same sheet of music by emphasizing the same areas and delivering consistent messages throughout the organization. Significant and lasting service quality improvement is not possible without extensive management and employee involvement through a wide variety of teams. But team development has to start at the top. So get out that mirror again and look at your team. Do you deserve that name? Or are you really just a group of individuals who meet occasionally? If you are going to lead the journey from the front and apply the service quality improvement tools and techniques in your own processes and practices, then you have a lot of learning to do. You cannot build a continuously learning and improving organization if you and your management team are not out in front showing everyone the way. But before you and your team can lead and develop others, you need to personally learn and practice the new team-based skills and service quality improvement techniques. We've all heard of the notion of management by wandering around, but what exactly does it mean? Too many managers deal in a world of paper, not people. Managers who are chained to their desk, passing paper from their in-baskets to their out-baskets, issuing orders by memo or phone, or holding court with those wily or privileged enough to make it past the guards, create a legion of managers who aspire to do the same. And so the moat separating management and the riffraff grows wider and deeper. Managers must get out of their offices and manage the organization's context. That means, for example, constantly repeating the stump speech the management team has developed on what business the organization is in, where the organization is going, and what the organization believes in. Not only will that help focus and guide the organization, but it will also force managers to push operations down to where it belongs and take them out of the burdensome and destructive upward delegation loop. But how do you let people know you're committed to change? How do you signal? 
Well, you can signal your unshakable vision commitment to service quality in hundreds of ways. Here are just a few. One, hold regular meetings with employees in groups and individually to discuss your progress toward higher service quality. Two, make sure service quality issues have the most prominent place in your agendas and are never bumped. Three, bring customers, customer advocates such as salespeople, and frontline service deliverers to key planning and operational sessions. Four, be sure you and your management team spend the bulk of your time out of your comfortable offices. Keep your paper management and people leadership activities in the right proportion. Spend that time with suppliers, customers, or those people who are actually producing, delivering, and supporting your products and services. Five, put on an apron or pick up the phone and serve customers without being introduced as the brass. You will send important signals and you might even learn something. Six, get in the habit of reading, circulating, and responding to feedback solicited from customers. You'll be amazed at how quickly your people will show a new concern for what your customers are saying. Seven, take a hard look at how innovators are treated. Are they quietly kneecapped or hailed as heroes. Don't let your bureaucrats grind them down. The organization is full of little wastebaskets between you and the frontline team members who are full of outstanding service quality improvement ideas. Eight, serve your producers and servers. Continually ask them what management can do to help them provide higher levels of service quality. Hold your managers accountable for serving the organization. Nine, Set and live by this ironclad rule. All promises to customers are kept, period. Overtime and other expenses are secondary to your organization being known for keeping its word. This rule also puts pressure on everyone to be careful about the promises he or she makes. 10. Celebrate, honor, cheer, applaud, reinforce, laud, praise, extol, and otherwise reinforce all service quality achievements. 11. Visit other top service quality providers that your organization can use to benchmark key processes or catch a glimpse of what lies ahead on the improvement journey. 12. Put you and your management team first in line for the extensive skill development sessions your organization will be going through. Then use the skills in all your own meetings, management coaching activities, and team decision-making and planning. Deliver these sessions to your next level of management. They will quickly view the training with a whole new sense of priority. And 13, search out and destroy all management status symbols, perks, or privileges that contribute to the we-they gap. But there are some common pitfalls and traps to signaling commitment. Let's look at a few of them. The first one I call big talk, little action. Three keys to long-term service quality improvement are one, follow through, two, follow through, and three, you guessed it, follow through. You and your managers cannot set bold new directions and then delegate their implementation. Your time and attention need to stay focused on service quality improvement. You can't get wrapped up in all the details, but you must stay the course. 
Then there's managing by muddling around. If you're out to snoopervise, swoop in and solve problems, or do bed checks, you'd do better to stay in your office. Many managers with weak coaching or team leadership skills inadvertently reduce openness and trust by their ineffective interpersonal skills. They are usually the same ones who are too busy to build their own skills but send their overworked supervisors and managers to be fixed. How about ivory tower visions? There's a delicate balance between management getting its vision, values, and plans together and building consensus and commitment through broad input. Visions and plans should not be developed in back rooms without the involvement of those people who will make it all work. An even greater danger is low customer input. Many an organization has squandered precious resources providing top-notch products or services nobody wanted. Then there's month-end myopia. If you've developed a service quality objective statement that boldly proclaims zero defects, delighted customers, or quality is our highest priority, watch yourself when the heat's on. This is one of your managerial moments of truth. What standards will you really accept? And last but not least, on a wing and a prayer. You have to be aggressive when you go after service quality improvement. All your best intentions to signal vision and commitment will have little impact if you don't have plans, structures, and processes in place to take you through the long haul. People just won't get on board if you announce a million dollar destination and then pull up in a patched up old bus with two miles of life left.